Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. I tell you what, my friends, the things that, it's the little things, I guess, in life that really get me. Some, <laughs> the, the little things. I was out yesterday. I know many of you think I work, what is it, just uh, an hour a day doing this program. Then I kick my feet up and so forth. I don't do that, by the way. There's a lot of things going on here behind the scenes um, as we grow. By the way, I didn't even mention, I didn't even mention to you recently that we have recently hired a new director of sales who I will heretofore refer to as Fancy Pants. You know how much I love nicknames on this program, and these things just happen organically. Fancy Pants, I like the nickname. Um, I'm reminded of some of the other great nicknames we've had on this program, like Casper back in the day, uh, Fetty Kate. <laughs> that was great. I, we've had the Hippie Lib. We've had, of course, we have Oz, who Oz, by the way, today is not uh, feeling the greatest. So I'm actually um, pulling this show off today solo. We've got the capability of doing this, and sometimes we. We do this, but it's pretty pretty rare because there's some stuff behind the scenes that needs to to happen. Anyway, so but there are some things going on, and um, it's not just an hour of programming and then taking uh, taking life easy. I was out yesterday. Um, <laughs> just a quick story here off the top. I'd never seen this before. In fact, I'm going to put a picture. I'm going to put a picture of this because some of you are not going to believe me when I tell you this. I you should, because what I tell you on this program is the truth, and I'm going to tell you something that happened yesterday. It's going to sound borderline unbelievable. I'm not going to mention the name of the establishment, but as I was, um, I was in a particular part of town yesterday because I had to take our our pickup to, well, to get both an oil change and have one of its tires looked at that uh, was leaking leaking some air. And so I kind of hung out in one particular part of town before my appointment where I stopped and had lunch and did some work and so forth. And as I was about to leave, I noticed this couple, younger couple, coming in, and it looked like the young man was holding something i couldn't tell what it was um he, he was holding it like you would hold a baby on your shoulder but it clearly wasn't a baby it was but he was holding something and so didn't think a whole lot about it until i looked over a few minutes later at their table and they had i'm not making this up a calico kitten in the restaurant <clears throat> in the restaurant and one of the reasons i don't want to mention this cuz i don't want to get i don't i don't know this, I'd never seen anything like this before. Calico Kitten in the restaurant took a picture because I knew when I told people 
They would think that I was seeing things, and of course I wasn't. Oh, I was seeing things, all right. I was seeing a calico kitten. Now, it didn't bother me or anything, but just, um, I don't know. It was it was in the restaurant, and that's what I that's what I saw. I'm going to post it on our community.tothuffshow.com page. If you don't believe me, you can take a look. It'll be in our free and open section of of the community. So I want to start today. I want to start today by going through some of this stuff. Um, there we go. Stack of stuff here. Got to pull the right stuff up. I want to talk today. I don't know that I want to, but I feel like it's necessary to talk a little bit about January 6th and these these hearings that are happening in the House of Representatives. And I said yesterday it was uh these are this this is I called it a dog and pony show and I stand by that because what I mean by that it doesn't mean that nothing happened that day that we shouldn't be concerned about. And I know there's all sorts of theories and ideas about this. Um, I'm just the, the folks that were doing things that were illegal need to pay the consequence. I mean, this this to me is goes without saying, but in today's world, it needs to be it needs to be said. And so I use the word dog and pony show. It is about political propaganda and talking points. Again doesn't mean that there weren't bad things that happened that day. It just simply means that where were the hearings on, I mean, take your pick on any number of things. I saw a tweet that was referencing the lack of hearings on uh, the troops who were abandoned in Afghanistan and who gave their lives, who, who lost their lives, lost their lives as in the, you know, the events that happened after we... Well, after Biden abandoned them. I mean, this is just the reality. It's sad, it's sickening, it's disgusting, it's terrible. But there's no hearings on this. Are the lives that were lost in connection to one more important than the other? It's clear that when you look at this, they think they've got a political winner. What they know they don't have is a political winner when it comes to what's happening in our real life, everyday real life that you are experiencing that I am experiencing in fact all of the gains let this sink in I'm reading here quickly an article dailycaller.com headline all stock market gains erased since Biden took office so everything that Biden has been out there patting himself on the back for taking credit for within the blink of an eye yesterday have now completely vanished and evaporated. They no longer exist. There is no longer a booming stock market that Joe Biden can take credit for. Instead, they will blame the current state of the stock market on either President Trump, insurrectionist, Vladimir Putin. You take your pick. That is what they will do. But it doesn't mean that that is, of course, the cause of these things all listen to that headline again all stock market gains erased since biden took office these things cannot be ignored in especially in an election year midterm election statistically the left the democrat party is going to take it on the chin and so they're coming out and saying you know what what do what reason do we have to give people to vote for us what reason 
can we give to them? And folks, they have none. They have literally none. Inflation at approaching 9%, approaching double digits, one could say. They have, of course, the just terrible situation with Afghanistan, which has been candidly ignored. They have the open border, open southern border. In fact, I read a headline that said something like Customs and Border Patrol feel more like Uber drivers than law enforcement because of all the numbers of people that they're driving driving around and so forth. So we've got that. We've got, of course, I mentioned inflation. I mentioned, well, I guess you could say by extension, gas prices. These are things that people experience each and every day, right? Sticker shock at the pump. Anger. The left is trying to blame Big oil, which, look, I'm no defender of giant big corporations. That's not the point. But the, the point is to determine the truth. The point is to assign blame and responsibility correctly. And I did the math the other day. I think Exxon had a 6.2% profit, 6.2% net profit in the first quarter, which is higher than, than usual. But do you really think, do you really think that 6% um, six percent in the first six percent return on the investment is really excessive. How much does Nancy Pelosi and these other radicals in Congress think that they should make? As I said recently, back in 2020, when these oil companies were losing massive amounts of money, I for one was very happy that they had made profits in subsequent years, or I guess in prior years, so that they could well weather the storm instead of going bankrupt. Think about what that would have done. What if we would have lost some of these big oil companies? Of course, what would have happened is government would have stepped in and said these companies are too important, too big to fail, which of course would have only furthered inflation. We'd be dealing with inflationary numbers already over in double digits, which candidly I feel like we already are anyway, but that's beside the point. So that's the that's the backstory to what's happening um, in this January 6th performance. Um, and, and that's how we should view this. I mean, this is, this is not about getting to truth. In fact, this is about deception. In fact, on top of that, I was thinking about all of the types of logical fallacies that the left is, I would maintain, in the media, is intentionally engaging in um, to deceive the American people as to what really January 6th was about. And, of course, when we talk about January 6th, we also have to talk about what we spent virtually the whole program yesterday talking about, which is which is uh, 2,000 Mules, 2,000 Mules documentary, which if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to take a look at it. It is worth it. You're going to hear me talk about this in the days and weeks to come, whether you watch it on your own or if you're interested in watching it with with me, with me, um, have a an online viewing party where we may even at the end of that viewing party open it up and have a, a video discussion with participants, people that are there. Um, if that's of interest to you, if that's of interest to you, what I want you to do is right now, of course, not if you're driving, but if you have the ability to right now, grab your cell phone, and text the word MULES, M-U-L-E-S, MULES, to 
210-2830. Again, that number, 317-210-2830. Text MULES to 317-210-2830. Text that and just to indicate that there's an interest. And then once we decide for certain that we're going to do this uh, viewing party or what have you, we'll inform you and you can get your ticket and that sort of thing. So we'll get licenses through Dinesh D'Souza's group and all this sort of stuff. And uh, it will probably save you a little bit of money as well. And get to chat with me online about it as we're watching and um, maybe even have a discussion, a group discussion or, you know, just a, a, well, an open forum maybe at the end of it. But all this stuff is tied together, right? All this, all these things. And the left wants to go back and they want to tell us, as you've seen through some of these testimonies, if you've watched this stuff, um, whether, I mean, I, I've got a couple of sound bites that we might, I might play for you. Um, one is from Chris Steyerwalt, who's on Fox News. One, of course, is from former Attorney General Bill Barr. Another is from a radical leftist representative named Jamie Raskin. And they're playing games. They are playing games with you, with me, with the truth. And I want to go into this in detail today because they are intentionally conflating. They are intentionally intertwining things that don't need to be intertwined. They are intentionally causing confusion and lack of clarity. By the way, if you want to know if someone's telling you the truth about something, ask yourself, are they trying to help me have a clearer perspective and picture of what's going on, or are they trying to force talking points and their perception on me? And if you hear things like, I mean, take your pick here. There's so many to choose from. The big lie. Now they're saying the big lie was also the big ripoff. You'll probably hear that as well when they come up with Names of these things like the Capitol insurrection or the siege of the Capitol or the overthrow of our democracy. We must save our democracy. And you have things that people can chant at protests and so forth. This is because it is, it's like, it's like writing a script for a movie. That's what it's like. And so it doesn't, again, mean that there weren't things that happened that we shouldn't be concerned with. That is not, those are not mutually exclusive ideas. They could still be writing a movie script based upon some level of, based upon some type of inspired by true events sort of movie, right? It doesn't mean that it's all factually accurate. It simply means that they are using the opportunity for political purposes and they want us to be confused. In fact, it, in fact, as I thought about this, it reminded me, and I don't think I've got the book here. And remember my situation. <laughs> My family situation, my situation, we've sold the house. Um, we've, we've purchased a fifth wheel. We live in an apartment when we're back in town as we are planning to syndicate. And we're looking at, by the way, we're looking at syndicating on two markets, two new cities in the United States here, I would say, in the next 30 to 45 days. I'll tell you more about that as time comes together. And that's kind of the whole reason we did this is to get out there into those places and to grow the show and that sort of thing, make connections and, and just get in front of as many people as we can. So, but it's in that, I guess, process of all the moving and having different places that we reside 
and so forth that I don't know where one of these books are, but I'm going to tell you from memory, and it's not going to be verbatim, but it's going to be the, um, the, the, the heart of the message. It's from a book called, that C.S. Lewis wrote called God in the Dock. It's a series, I guess you'd say, of, I don't know, short stories and essays, I guess. Um, and I want to talk about one in particular because as I watched this, these shenanigans go down, it reminded me of exactly this story, I guess, within the pages of the book God in the Dock. We'll do that when we get back. Sit tight, my friends. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, I referenced this book, God in the Dock, which I don't have in front of me, or I would tell you the exact section of the book and so forth. But keep in mind, C.S. Lewis was, uh, I guess, what we would refer to as a Christian apologist today. And basically, he would have debates, discussions, and so forth with um, some academics and other people as well have conversations about things like the nature of God or uh, just the truth of Christianity, things about Jesus, just kind of some philosophical things as well. And he would often find himself debating people about the existence of God. And one of these, prof- I think it was a professor, one of these professors was arguing to C.S. Lewis, that um, science has disproven, is that the way I want to say that? Science has, I guess I would say, science has proven that miracles are impossible. And C.S. Lewis says science could never do such a thing. Science is the study of, say, the natural world, the way that this world, this universe operates, and the natural laws that, well, that it operates under. And C.S. Lewis says, assuming there's a creator, I mean, I'm paraphrasing this basic idea, but if there's a creator who created the laws, he could also certainly pause the laws. And he gave a couple of analogies, and I want to give these because I think, I think this highlights the biggest problem with this, what I'm calling performance dog and pony show for this January 6th commission. Make no mistake, they're not the folks on this committee are not interested in getting to the truth. They're not they don't really believe in their heart of hearts that our nation was on the verge of collapse. This first of all, if that's really the case and if there's a group of people that were that close to overthrowing our country, why would we legitimize it and say, "Oh, they were so close." Why why would we even do that? I mean, that's psychologically, you don't want, I wouldn't think you'd want your enemy to think that he almost succeeded. Just, that's what I think. But anyhow, so they were, back to C.S. Lewis and this professor, they were debating whether or not God can intervene, and C.S. Lewis said something like, well, let's suppose you're playing a game of billiards, or you're shooting some pool, and you, you, know, you have the, the pool cue lined up, and, you know, you hit the ball exactly as you plan to hit it with the correct speed. And let's say that right as you did that, I came by and I bumped the table, thereby knocking the ball 
in another direction from where the normal laws of physics would have caused it to go. And that's his first analogy, which isn't which isn't the one I think is the best, at least for our purposes. But that's his first point is, look, this there's if if another party interferes, right? In the case of there being a god, if a god interferes with the, it didn't mean the laws changed. Something else interfered. In that analogy, it was it was a creator. Now, the second part of this I think applies to this January 6th stuff, and I'll explain. So he says, suppose I put, this is C.S. Lewis explaining to a professor why um, why the existence of, well, why science would determine definitively that miracles were impossible. He says you could never do that. C.S. Lewis would say that, well, C.S. Lewis did say that, can never, that's not how science works. He says, suppose I put, I'm going to use English or excuse me, American um, units of money that C.S. Lewis was was British. But suppose I put a dollar in a drawer in my desk today and I put another dollar in my desk drawer tomorrow, how much should be there? How much would you expect to be there when you opened the drawer um, on the third day? And the professor said, well, $2 provided no one took the money or added to the money, right? And C.S. Lewis says, that's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. And if someone added to them, or excuse me, if someone took the money out of the drawer, they would not have been violating the laws of arithmetic. No, no, no. They would be violating, in C.S. Lewis's case, the laws of England, in our case, the laws of this great nation. And so when I think about this performance they keep, they, the January 6th commission, keeps going back and saying Trump was being told, this is the recurring thing, Trump was told by, this was yesterday's thing, Trump was told by all of his advisors he had lost, but yet he still peddled, they'll say, the big lie, which is that he really didn't lose and that the election was stolen from him. But, see, the problem is, <laughs> the problem is everyone was operating under the assumption that no one had opened the, going back to our analogy, the desk drawer. Everyone was operating in a normal situation. If someone put a dollar in the desk drawer on day one and another dollar in the desk drawer on day two, there should be $2 in the desk drawer. And once people counted the metaphorical dollars here here in our analogy, votes in the case to to connect the two. Once we counted the votes, which were locked away in a drawer, then Trump's people were, were basically saying, look, all these states have gone through their processes. They've all certified these votes. You know, there's nothing else that can be done. That is a far cry. That is a far cry from saying, what if someone illegally took or added to the money in the drawer, back to our analogy? Or what if someone added to or took away from the votes? Now, that doesn't mean that it happened. I, th- there's, there's steps to this. But that's, that's, what Trump, that's what Trump was saying. And there are some that believe he was saying that because, well, after all, he's Trump. He's not going to admit that he lost. Um, he was telling us he was going to question this long before. That's how some people look at this. There's others who say Trump 
um, knew what he was dealing with. He saw the initial returns. They woke up, well, in the middle of the night to find massive vote dumps for Joe Biden. All this stuff is documented, by the way. I mean, you can go back and watch watch this stuff. So just the numbers themselves, how quickly they changed overnight in the key swing states. I mean, there's other things as well. That's where people's, you might want to say their spidey senses started going off. And that's where Trump's were going off. But his people were operating under the assumption that no one, no one broke in to the desk drawer in our analogy. And of course, if no one did, then they would be correct. But (laughs) if someone did in any capacity and changed what was put in the metaphorical desk drawer, then that changes everything. This hearing has not addressed any bit of this part, any bit of the claims made by, let's say, Dinesh D'Souza's documentary, 2000 Mules. It doesn't address any of that. Instead, it starts with the assumption that what is in the desk drawers, again, in our analogy, what is in the vote total is the right number to begin with. But what if? What if it isn't? Now, we shouldn't, I, I will grant the left and the media this, we shouldn't just go around after every election and, and saying that whoever won didn't win. That's why there actually has to be evidence. The problem is the left will tell you, the media will tell you there is no evidence when in fact there is. And I know this will get me in trouble on some platforms, but there is evidence i've seen it i've watched you've if you've seen 2000 mules you've seen it now does that mean that there is enough no does that mean just the the movie it's or the documentary itself no although they go through some math that should at least pause (laughs) cause us to pause and think now they would say the math on conservative estimates is more than enough to swing the election in those five states Maybe they're wrong. For the sake of argument, let's assume they are. But for the sake of this country, for the sake of this country, why are we not allowed to ask the questions? See, this is where it becomes really problematic because the January 6th commission is designed to say, look, Trump was over here. He had a plan to say, even if I lose, I'm going to try to steal this thing from Biden. When in reality, those of us who follow this say, look, okay, Just take Trump out of this. Let's just look at the election and let's look at this stuff like we've seen in 2000 Mules. And are there explanations for some of this stuff? Are you going to tell us that there wasn't enough activity, illegal activity to warrant actually flipping an election? Okay, but don't ignore what we've seen. This is, folks, this is problematic. This is problematic, the evidence that's in this documentary. And I think at minimum, the government, the Democrats, the media would at least want to say, look, let us try to address uh, some of these claims and at least try to to debunk them, at least try to give some sort of an answer for them. They largely ignore this. I have seen some places that have tried to give answers, but they're not complete answers or they'll pick a couple things here or there and they don't get into the whole whole essence of the, the main problem. Of, of what we find here, which are thousands of people making multiple, <laughs> going by drop boxes and then having video of them wearing gloves, shoving large number of ballots in, taking pictures 
of the ballots. These things should bother everybody. And look, if there's an explanation, I I am happy to listen to it. But where I where I begin to get really skeptical is when they say, you can't talk about it, you got to pretend you didn't see it, you can't, uh, you can't reference it, and we don't have to answer for it. Instead, we're going to put on a production that says the real story is even two steps further down the, the path to Crazyville that Trump was trying to actually, I guess, you know, declare himself dictator, which is ridiculous, folks. This is totally insane, completely in, uh, just insane is what it is. So, again, if you want to watch 2,000 Mules, if you're interested in that, let me know. Text the word MULES, M-U-L-E-S, to 317-210-2830. We might be doing that and have a have a private screening. 317-210-2830. Text the word MULES. Got to take a break along in this segment. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I want to play. This is... Uh, I want to play this part of Chris Steyerwald, who was the former Fox News political editor at the time of the 2020 um, ba, 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 election. So I want to play this again. Forgive me, Oz isn't here, so I think I may have turned something up by accident there. So this is a couple minutes. I just want you to listen to this, and I want you to, to keep in mind the analogy, the C.S. Lewis analogy, right, and then the real issue. The real issue, some people have said, well, we've had so many recounts. That That's not the point. The point isn't recounts. The point is, what are we counting? And based upon what we've seen in things like 2,000 Mules, is there an explanation that can address some of these things? Folks, these are reasonable. I don't care how much you're being gaslit, and I don't care. I know that there may be ramifications for me saying this stuff. I, As far as... You know, this stuff being taken down or whatever. Um, but the bottom line is, what is what is reasonable here? Is it reasonable to ha- ask these questions? Absolutely it is. Anyone who doesn't want to ask questions doesn't really want to get to the truth. I'll say that again. Anyone who's not interested in asking questions is not interested in the truth. They are interested in narratives. They are interested in outcomes. They are are interested in the things that they desire, not in the truth. So I want to play this. This is Chris Steyerwalt. He's answering questions. And the takeaway that the Democrats on this make-believe panel are wanting to have here, the takeaway for them, that what they want listeners and viewers to take away from this, is that this that Trump was delusional, it was impossible for him to win, and yet he's out there telling people. But this presupposes that the counts, the counts are correct. I mean, it's right there for anybody that wants to see. At some point, it became clear that Arizona was getting ready to make a call. So we around, uh, you know, my boss, Bill Salmon, said we're not making any call until everybody says yes, because that was always our policy, unanimity. And you have to understand, or in this room, you have, you know, the, the best people from academia, Democrats, Republicans, a broad cross-section of people who had worked together for a decade, who were really serious about this stuff. So we knew it would be a consequential call because it was one of five states that really mattered, right? 
Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona were the ones that we were watching. We knew it would be significant to call any one of those five, but we already knew Trump's chances were very small and getting smaller based on what we had seen. So we were able to make the call early. Uh, We were able to beat the competition. Uh, We looked around the room. Everybody says yay, and on we go. And by the time we found out how much everybody was freaking out and losing their minds over this call, we were already trying to call the next state. We had already moved on. We were to Georgia. We were to North Carolina. We were looking at these other states. Uh, So we thought it was, we were pleased, but not surprised. Okay, I'm going to pause there. Remember, what he's talking about here is they're making a call at the Fox, what do they call it, decision desk 2020 or whatever. The decision desks were making decisions and calls as to who wins what state based upon the data they were provided. They're not not sitting there analyzing the data. They hadn't seen any of the stuff that we have since seen now i would maintain that people who understand statistics and mathematics and so forth and probabilities might have been well, they should have been scratching their heads at this point um but this is based upon the information they were told the question isn't whether <laughs> the question if we assume the information the counts were correct and not manipulated or added to, taken away from in any capacity. The question isn't whether or not they were the right conclusions. The question is, were the counts right to begin with? Were the counts right to begin with? And we have to be able to ask that. I don't care where I get taken down from for this, folks. This, every American should agree with this. Every fair-minded, I'm not even moderately educated. When I say educated, I just mean someone, I don't mean someone that's been to school or not. That's not what it's. Someone who's just got moderate reasoning capabilities. People that understand the Constitution and elections just a tiny bit, right? It just, it's not hard to see how much this stuff matters. We should all agree. <laughs> Everybody should agree. that Unless, unless someone is deceptive, immoral, whatever, it, Fair-minded, reasonable, freedom-loving Americans should all, all agree. All legitimate votes should count. You can go back in this program to any time, and you will hear me echo those same sentiments. Every legitimate vote should count. And let me rock your world here. Every illegitimate vote should not count so much as we can ascertain that it's illegal, right? This is, <laughs> this is abundantly obvious to anyone who has any interest in truth whatsoever. So I'm going to play when we get back a little bit more about this. But the game here is to make people think he's saying what he's not saying. He's not saying he knows anything about the actual counts. Now, he may have an opinion, but he's not actually involved in that. None of these folks are. It's about saying Trump Trump somehow knew the information was right and therefore was just telling people not to... Um, you know, to steal it, even though Biden had the the numbers and and the victory and so forth. That's the narrative, but that's not really what's going on here. And until we do this, this is all just make believe shenanigans, and that's why I call it a dog and pony show. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute.
All right, my friends, let's listen again. I could pick any number of these, but again, the whole the whole premise here is to engage in logically inconsistent sort of behaviors, right? To not be consistent, to confuse people, to create red herrings, if you will, to create straw man arguments, to confuse people into believing the narrative is that Trump says that the actual number of votes that were official, well, that were included in the counts added up to his victory, when that's not what's being said. What's being said is, are there practices like we saw, like I saw, whoever seen 2,000 mules, like was documented, documented there. Here's what the rest of Steyerwaltz, and this is about another minute, but this is Steyerwalt continuing here, and he makes a comment at the end that the left, I mean, they love this. But again, the context is about starting with the information we have, not questioning whether or not the information we have, i.e. the counts, was accurate to begin with. Here it is. I see. You know, after the election, as of November 7th, in your judgment, what were the chances of President Trump winning the election? Here it comes. After that point? Yes. None. I mean, I guess there, you could, you, it's always possible that you could have, you know, uh, a truckload of ballots be found somewhere, I suppose. But once you get into this space, you know, um, ahead of today, I thought about... Well, let me pause that. Of course, when Democrats are... <laughs> of course, they always find truckloads of ballots. I mean, this is what they special <laughs> specialize in. Although I did see someone at this hearing who explained or tried to explain away the ballots under the, what, the table in Atlanta, Georgia. Anyway, listen to Starwald here. What are the largest margins that could ever be overturned by a recount? And the normal kind of, the kind of stuff that we heard Mike Pence talking about sounding like a normal Republican that night when he said, you know, we'll keep every challenge. Nothing like that. In a recount, you're talking about hundreds of votes. When we think about calling a race, one of the things that we would think about is, is it outside the margin of a recount? And when we think about that margin, we think about, in modern history, you're talking about 1,000 votes, 1,500 votes at the way, way outside. Normally, you're talking about hundreds of votes, maybe 300 votes that are going to change. So the idea that through any normal process in any of these states, remember, he had to do it thrice, right? He needed three of these states to change. And in order to do that, I mean, you're at you're at uh, an infant. You're better off to play the Powerball there you uh, go. than to <laughs> have that come in. So the chuckle from the the representative there, the radical leftist representative, which of course is the whole the whole point. And they'll take that to say, take, they'll take that to mean Trump had no no chance. But the starting point was based upon the information we had. He's not questioning whether it was accurate or inaccurate, and I'm not claiming definitively, I've never done this, that um, the numbers are definitively wrong, but they're, to suggest that people who have questions about this or who suspect that something nefarious on a large level happened, especially in the wake of what we saw from 2,000 Mules, to suggest that those folks are interested not in the truth, but rather simply having their guy win, that is not what this is about. Folks, if this if what happened in 2020 is accurately portrayed in 2,000 mules, and it's it's potentially even worse, they may have just scratched the surface. Then this this <laughs> the idea that we don't need to do anything is it's it's suicidal as a country. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. 
right, my friends. Unfortunately, that is about all the time that we have. Again, we have to be able, we have to be able to have these dialogues about important things. We have to have this opportunity to raise questions about voter fraud, election fraud. Raising the question does not mean you're trying to burn the country down. It's just, it's craziness. But anyway, if you want, if you have an interest in watching 2,000 mules with me here in the next few weeks, you can text, uh, boy, 317-210-2830. The word mules got to go. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.